Okay, folks, going to ask for your forgiveness up front. I've got some very important and breaking news to cover that I interspersed and, and put in what I had already planned to report on. So we may do, be doing a little back, uh, jumping back and forth between topics. I like to usually somewhat have a thematic flow to the stories that may be missing today. Okay, folks, I'm sorry, I got to share this shirt with you. I felt like wearing it today. I like trucks. I like off-road vehicles. I like going off-road because the earth is not flat. All right, don't feel like wearing suit and tie today. Let's just get into it. You guys come here for the content. Remember before the 2020 elections, when they were trying to get after President Trump, there was something that we knew about before the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. And that's that Ukraine is a corrupt country. At one point, I think it was considered the second most corrupt country in the world. or It was up there. Now we're getting this news, which is confirmation of why we don't want a blank check. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why many of us don't like this just sending money to Ukraine. First of all, Ukraine is not a NATO country. Second of all, they have been known for corruption. Those have been the two biggest things that make it very easy to say, hey, we need to just chill on sending money to Ukraine. We have no formal agreement or responsibility or commitment to them. They're not NATO. And they've been known to be a very corrupt country. But of course, the narrative is, oh, we if we don't defend Ukraine, then the Western world will fall and Russia will have her way and China will invade Taiwan and all of the world will go to hell. As we supposedly are worried about this, oh, I guess it's no big deal that Lula da Silva, a Chinese Marxist puppet, is now the president of a very important largest population country in South America. We lost Venezuela. We lost Nicaragua again. And Cuba is still sitting over there. But we need to send all of this stuff to Ukraine. I reported, CBS has been doing really good reporting on Ukraine, breaking a lot of stories. Actually, CBS is really moving up. Remember, they're the ones that, that broke this whole scandal doc, uh, document scandal for Biden, which we'll get into uh, the latest on that in just a few moments. CBS had a report they put out that they took down where they reported only 30% of weapons and equipment were making it to the front lines. I had a comment a few days ago on our other show, BCP Unfiltered, as I was talking about corruption on our other show. And, and they're like, well, where's all this stuff going? Well, we have an African president, don't recall off the top of my head, Nigeria, Ghana. I can't remember which president said, hey, a lot of these arms are ending up in the hands of terrorists here in Africa and in the Middle East. I think it was uh, like Boko Haram and, and others and, and, and a lot of the stuff is uh, is ending up uh, in, in Yemen and other places. That's where it's ending up. Well, here's what we have going on right now. Surprise, surprise, surprise. The same country that Joe Biden said, well, SOB, if this guy isn't fired in eight hours or six hours, then you don't get your billion dollars. That corrupt country. This is what we have here. A string of senior Ukraine government officials were sacked or resigned amidst a flurry of corruption claims Tuesday, today. With those shown the doors, 
accused of taking illicit payments as oh you want to guess what part of the uh the 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 government the ministry of defense allegedly signed overinflated military contracts why wouldn't they sign overinflated military contracts when it's us dollars going over to ukraine you know yes we have aid but we have some cash coming in as well and the uh the overinflated military con- uh, contracts kick back so everyone makes money and the american taxpayer gets bent over and you know what reports of reports of foul play in ukraine's high offices broke over the weekend with critics pointing to under the table payments to deputy ministers and suspect military equipment contracts however only now are details being made public and those accused named now i'm not going to go into these names because i can't pronounce most of them and it's unimportant to us because we don't know these names but let me read you their positions that's what we want to know right deputy minister head of the presidential administration and deputy prosecutor general are among the officials who have allegedly departed deputy defense minister and deputy head of the presidential administration and the deputy prosecutor general so that's like the eight that's like the attorney general the the uh, defense minister right and the head of the presidential administration sounds like pretty high up people getting caught up in the scandal now the guardian has gone and detailed the comprehensive list of dismissals and just say let's just say that it's very long and this is what uh, is this is what is of concern to me as an american taxpayer citizen getting raked over the coals over this stuff the move comes amid a corruption scandal which saw infrastructure deputy sacked and retained for an alleged theft of $400,000 from an aid budget. One guy, $400,000. And the list is long of these people dismissed in these corruption scandals. So if one guy on an infrastructure winter aid budget was able to, oh, I don't know, uh, skim off $400,000, what is possibly the bottom line of graft coming from a long list list of people that are accused, sacked, and resigned amid this scandal? How many millions or billions are we talking about now? Or maybe it's just mere hundreds of billions. These people don't pay it out of their own pocket. So what's zeros to them that are created by the Fed out of thin air anyway? But here we go, folks. Military-grade weaponry in Ukraine has been sold on to international buyers on the encrypted messaging app Telegram, including some hardware made in the United States. Okay, this was previously reported, but now we're getting more information. The Deputy Defense Minister responsible for supplying troops with food and equipment also resigned, saying it's the media accusations of corruption they're baseless so i'm quitting now you realize folks let me remind you let me let me connect some dots here that's why you guys come here see a news item will happen six nine months ago a year ago and we for and 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 it seems like i'll report on it right i'll read it i'll report on it because sometimes i suspect that that may, that may be important in the future or it's important in that moment but then now we go back in hindsight and look at this. Do you remember if you've been here 
when the war started in Russia and Ukraine that I reported that there were stopped being tons of high officials, families fleeing out of Ukraine with millions of dollars in suitcase, briefcases, carry-on luggage, etc. So obviously we're going to quit of these allegations. Are they going to stay in the country to face the allegations? Hell no. They're going to take their money and splizit out of Ukraine. So hey, London, Geneva, Barcelona, Paris, even probably some places in Russia are going to see an influx of American dollars and euros exiting in cash outside of Ukraine. These people don't just resign. They are hightailing it out of there. And we don't know where they're going to end up. Because if I know where they end up, they know in Ukraine and Russia where they're going to end up and people may come after them. But I promise you that we're going to start hearing in the next coming weeks and months of a whole bunch of people who have left Ukraine under these allegations. And you can bet your bottom dollar, pun intended, that they took their dollars with you when they got their bottoms out of there. And the corruption continues all at the expense of our children who will have to pay this bill eventually. (laughs) My name is James. You can call me Black Conservative Patriot or BCP. Welcome to the show. Open source news, bringing you real news every day, twice a day. Please like, share, and if you're the 2.2% that is not already subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. Put a comment down below. Your engagement helps us with the YouTube algorithm. Tomorrow, we'll start up again with reporting on our sister channel, the BCP Report. The links everything I'm mentioning are down below. And don't forget to go over to therealbcp.com. Join our BCP family community for free and check out episode 184 from yesterday. Check it out. If you like it, you like the content. We have a lot of exclusive content like episode 184. If you want to see more of it, you'll figure out how to get access to it over there. Uh, You can also get the information over on our other channel, uh, not channel here on YouTube. These are off YouTube platforms. Uh, bcpextras.com. You can catch it as well. We're also on Spotify. If you want to listen to this program, you can also catch it on Spotify. That is craziness out of Ukraine. Now, folks, these are one of the stories. I'm just going to read the headline because it may be important down the road. Pakistan's power grid collapsed and has left 200 of their 240 million people without electricity. Remember, Pakistan is one of the most densely populated uh, countries on this planet. We have our power grid under attack here. They may seem unrelated, but let's keep track of power grids going down across the world. Remember, they're trying to push everyone to electric cars. Talk about control. Make everyone independent excuse me, make everyone dependent on electricity, which means you don't have the mobility you do with gas and diesel. And then you can turn off and turn on the power, have rolling blackouts and brownouts and keep people stranded and control them at will. But I'm just a tinfoil hat guy, right? 
Only 14% of Americans support amnesty and citizenship for those who came into the country illegally. Americans like, by far, law and order and a systematic. We're not, look folks, Americans love immigrants. We love immigrants. But we want immigrants who come in legally and are going to contribute and not be on the government dole and not coming here for a handout. And we want people that are going to assimilate and love America. And people who aren't criminals. Look, folks, if you are a bleeding heart liberal and you want mass immigration, even bleeding heart liberals a few years ago were like, at least don't bring in criminals. But the far progressive hard left has gone so cuckoo, loco in the cocoa to the left that they want everybody in. Rapists, pedos, thieves, MS-13, terrorists. Open the damn floodgates of our southern border and our planes to bring refugees from all over the world. Don't vet them. It's racist. It's xenophobic. What ridiculousness. Well, that's ridiculousness from the hard left and those unelected bureaucrats and other Marxists who have infiltrated our government. But only 14% of Americans actually support, according to this poll from Trafalgar. Trafalgar Group is one of the better, more honest polling outlets. Only 14% of Americans support amnesty and citizenship for those who enter the country legally, and an even smaller portion of Hispanic voters feel the same way. <laughs> I guess it isn't racist now, is it? Three quarters of U.S. voters believe that those who enter the country illegally should simply be expelled, and 59.5% said those who have entered the country illegally should be expelled, and those in the asylum review process should have the review completed and determination made where they may that be asylum or removal. Just 14.3% believe that asylum and citizenship should be granted to those who entered the country unlawfully. Now, I'm not going to weary you with my woes, but my wife, I had to go through all the legal process to get my wife her green card, and then she became a naturalized citizen. My wife was born and raised primarily in central and southern Mexico. Then my in-laws who have ranch and property in the state of Mexico and Hidalgo. When they started, uh, my wife is the penultimate of six kids. I'm the, old, I'm the oldest of four. Our parents are in completely different generations. My parents are kids. They're still in their early 60s. Okay? I'm in my 40s. My kids, uh, my, my, my parents are kids. They're still in their early 60s. Now, my father-in-law's well into his 80s. So you can see there's a big age gap there. We wanted to bring them closer uh, to us. So we went through the process of legally getting my in-laws here. Now they would come often on, on tourist visas, but as they were aged, we, we wanted them to here with us or at least in the United States. And we support them between myself and my wife's siblings. We, we support our, our in-laws who are now retired. We had to go through the process, show that we are responsible economically for them. But other people can just walk in. MS-13 can just walk in and commit all kinds of crimes. I covered that in the midnight show we had last night or this morning. So yeah, we love rule of law and Americans feel that way on both sides of the aisle. Even Hispanics, uh, less than 40% of Hispanics 
want open borders. But look, the, the facilitation of this continues. Hundreds of migrants are being released into the United States weekly by scheduling appointments at the United States-Mexico border through Joe Biden's recently launched mobile app. I talked about this. The app known as CBP-1 for Customs and Border Patro- uh, Protection 1 entices foreign nationals living in Mexico who are pregnant, mentally ill, elderly, disabled, homeless, or crime victims to schedule an appointment with agents at the border in the hopes of being released into American communities. And that's exactly what's happened. Hundreds of migrants so far on this CBP-1. These are the kind of people we want in our country, right? We want pregnant people with anchor anchor babies. We want mentally ill. We want elderly who are going to uh, now be dependent on social programs and didn't pay into social security. We want disabled people, homeless, uh, and crime victims. Oh, you, I thought you were Christian, James. I, you sound heartless. No, let me break this down for you. Pregnant, often unmarried pregnant. So now we are responsible socially for that child and that mom. Where's the husband? Oh, he's probably taking a job, if he came in illegally, from an American citizen. Mentally ill. We're not taking care of our mentally ill now. Why do we want to import more mentally ill where there's a language barrier and we can't help them? What about our vets, okay? Our vets come first. Elderly. Uh, Our elderly are hoes as it is with Social Security not keeping up with the cost of living. Elderly being homeless, going back to work. Our disabled, the same thing. I don't want to be responsible for the world's woes when we have our own family Americans to take care of first. If all was honky-dory with our mentally ill, elderly, disabled, homeless, and crime victims, then maybe my heart would be bleeding a little bit more. And once again, it's not the responsibility of the U.S. government and the U.S. taxpayer to take care of these people. It's their own families, governments, and societies where they come from to take care of their own. That's how it works. That's how countries work or used to. The globalists, of course, don't. they want to put an end to this so that they can continue to be uber rich and the rest of us, nothing but damn serfs paying into the tax coffers and being debt slaves. Things are unstable around the world, folks. White House National Security Council a few days ago, John Kirby said or accused North Korea of supplying ammunition to Russian forces invading Ukraine. Would have this have happened if Trump were in office? Hell no. I'm just reading you headlines here, folks. And now we have Joe Biden considering sending a significant number of Abrams M1 tanks to Ukraine. Uh, let's not forget that uh, Russia is a nuclear threat. They've made that threat. Why are we putting ourselves in danger? Oh, we're sending those in to entice Germany to send theirs. If you missed my previous recording, uh, reporting on this, they want more tanks in Ukraine. But other people are saying if the U.S. sends it, then we'll send it. Once again, folks, this is exasperating a... Exasperating said the word today. This is making it even worse. No, I'm going to say... <laughs> exacerbating the the uh, the situation 
by having his proxy ground war. Now let's get to Biden. And let's get to how Mike Pence is once again coming in and helping my, uh, uh, Biden and the Uniparty. Mike Pence is an absolute disgrace. Hell, let's jump into that story right now. I want to play you a flashback, an audio. This is uh, CNN interviewing Mike Pence. Classified documents with you from the White House. Uh, did you take any classified documents with you from the White House? Uh, I, I did not. Um, do you see any reason for anyone to take classified documents with them leaving the White House? I'm sorry. This is an uh, ABC News. Uh, ABC's News um, clip from a little while back. This is uh, Muir, Mr. Muir, asking... Mike Pence about this. You take any classified documents with you from the White House? Uh, I, I, I did not. Um, do you see any- That was November 14th, 2022. Any reason for anyone to take classified documents with them leaving the White House? Well, there'd be no reason to have classified documents, particularly if they were in an unprotected area. Uh, well, there were classified documents and they were in, as you report, an unprotected area. Right. Uh, so what we have today is Mike Pence telling Congress that he found classified documents at his Indiana home and that he found the documents last week. Here we go again. Once again, Mike Pence saving the day for the deep state and the Uniparty. Because now we have Trump's vice president in the mix muddying the waters. Mike Pence all of a sudden, I guess, was just like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should double check to see if I might have classified information in my home. And he found classified documents that he took with him as vice president. Amazing. There was a second letter saying that on the 19th of January. All right. AP is reporting. Documents with classified markings were discovered in former Vice President Mike Pence's Indiana home last week, according to his attorney. The additional records appear to be a small number of documents bearing classified markings that were inadvertently boxed and transported to the personal home of the former Vice President at the end of the last administration. Pence's lawyer, Greg Jacobs, told the National Archives in a letter last week. He said that Pence was unaware of the existence of sensitive or classified documents at his personal residence and he understands the high importance of protecting sensitive and classified information and stands ready and willing to cooperate fully with the National Archives and any appropriate inquiry. Okay, so what this does is bolsters and gives fodder and gives cover for Joe Biden, who was a vice president, because now we have Mike Pence saying, hey, they boxed them up and sent them. Let's say this is the case. Let's say this is the case. Then it gives an out for Joe Biden to just go, hey, they just boxed it up. They sent it with uh, with me. But, you know, this whole scandal is going. I'm just going to resign. Do you see what this Mike Pence does and, and, and muddies the water? Hey, maybe, I don't know. Maybe Pike, Mike Pence was set up. Maybe they sent stuff with him so they can come after him later. I don't know what's going on. This is just now getting reported. But it sure seems like it helps the Biden situation more than it hurts him. Mike Pence, once again, 
shilling and helping the Uniparty deep state in D.C. We know how we did it at the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021, and he continues to do it now. And boy, let me tell you right now, folks, they want Mike Pence. When I say they, I mean the deep state establishment rhinos. I think here is their front runner, even over uh, DeSantis, because DeSantis is a good governor and he is about America first. If he does the Florida first things on a national scale, they want him. But they want him maybe to disrupt and take away votes from Trump. What they really want is Mike Pence, because Mike Pence has proven very valuable to the Uniparty. This is just now developing as I'm reporting on this, so I'm sure in my afternoon uh, or evening edition, I will have more information about the contents of these documents. Now, who do we want back in the Oval Office, if not Donald John Trump? Let's lighten the mood here a little bit. President Trump is doing his public exam of health, or I should say he's proving publicly his exam of health. President Trump won the Senior Club Championship at his Trump International Golf Club. And President Trump shared this on Truth Social. A great honor to have won the Senior Club Championship at Trump International Golf Club, one of the best courses in the country in Palm Beach County, Florida. Competed against many fine golfers and was hitting the ball long and straight. The reason that I announced this on Fabulous Truth is that in a very real way, it serves as a physical exam, only much tougher. You need strength and stamina to win, and I have strength and stamina. Most others don't. You also need strength and stamina to govern. So we've got uh, President Trump making light of and having fun, and of course being a great marketer and promoter of his uh, golf place over there. So sounds like Trump may be in terrific shape. Breitbart reported, Trump's mention of his physical fitness to serve as president could be interpreted as a jab against President Joe Biden, his expected opponent in 2024 presidential election. Biden has not released the details of his annual physical exam, despite promising to release it by the end of last year. He has a hard time, Biden, that is walking and talking while President Trump is in good shape as anyone his age. Congratulations to President Trump. All right, folks, kind of tying it together. They tried to impeach President Trump over Ukraine. They tried to impeach President Trump over January 6th. And the ones who are really dangerous are those who did those sham impeachments and have been doing the witch hunt against President Trump from day one. Joe Biden and his corruption in Ukraine and we're seeing, as I reported in the very first story, the corruption in Ukraine. Something that President Trump wanted and was controlling. And was attempting and did share and get out there. Mike Pence shilling for the Uniparty Do you understand we need someone who's not in government back in the Oval Office in 2024 who takes on the deep state, takes on the corruption, takes on the warmongers 
And the only guy who's able to do that, because he's proven he was able to do that, even with all of the animus, all of the rhinos backstabbing him and the Marxists and the alphabet agencies going after him, is Donald John Trump. And I think with Joe Biden having been here the last two years, when we get President Trump again, the stark contrast back to back, a lot of people that oppose President Trump on the Republican side and on the Democrat side will be there to support him. And I think he'll be even more effective the second term than he was the first. And I hope from my mouth to God's ears, time will tell when we have him back in 2025. Now, there's many of you who are like me who are a little hesitant to say that President Trump will be back in 2025 because of things that happened, oh, a few months ago and a few years ago that still haven't been rectified. That's one of the things that I touch on and report on extensively on our other show that you can see over at therealbcp.com and over at bcpextras.com. But all things considered, if we can get all of that sorted, President Trump, I'm looking forward to him fixing these messes. But I ask myself, how do we possibly survive another couple years? Whether it's Biden or Harris, I have no idea. But I have faith. Thanks for being here, folks. Please like, share, and subscribe.